When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Ah, Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good People, it is Monday. What is it? March the 13th, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you. It's been a week, seven whole days uh, since we ran the show. Spent the week in Mexico with the family, with the kids. It was good to get away. It was good to get away. Good to take some time to reset, to chill, to, to hang out, to get slimed on the Nickelodeon Resort. Um, but it's good to be back and talk with y'all. I've missed the show. I've missed you all. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being in the building today. As always, I got to say good morning to the people. Dynasty Barry Marlin in the building. Jimbo, what's happening with you? Little Miss GM. All right, welcome. Never seen that name in here. What's happening, Little Miss GM? Shane Joe, Fizzle Dollars in the building. Shout out to Fizzle on the intro song. Patrick Price, Ty DeClaire in the building. Um, it's going to be a good show. We got a lot to talk about because a lot of stuff has happened um, since we uh, since we ran the show this Monday. If it's your first time tapping in live, make sure you smash that thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel, all of that good stuff. But y'all know, y'all know how we got to do over here, baby. We got to start the morning off with some of that Michelle Adoro coffee. So let's go ahead and talk about a Michelle Adoro USA. I'm getting some new flavors in and uh, I promise you, This coffee is delicious, it's smooth, I do not start my day, shit, I have like three cups of coffee every day, Uh, so Michelle Adoro definitely hooking us up, 15% off with the promo code WAKEUP, get you some of that Michelle Adoro coffee today, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you try it, you won't want anything other than the Michelle Adoro coffee, and then y'all know what it is, man, Epson, it's not just for sports, alright, it's not just for sports, I'm watching The Last of Us season finale last night, and there's no better way to watch TV, to watch sports, then on this epic viewing experience, you get this short throw projector, doesn't take up any space in the crib, the picture quality is pristine, so visit Epson.com forward slash wake up to learn about this beautiful machine and get you one for your uh, NFL setup here in uh, 2023, but uh, happy to be here, happy to talk about all the news that has happened, man, I um, 
really tried to disconnect a little bit from just like really, really hardcore engaging and analyzing in sports. And I just kind of sat back. I told y'all on Monday, don't let's let's try not to overreact too much from what we saw at the NFL Combine. Let's just kind of take a step back, process everything, watch how the rest of the, the dynasty space sort of reacts to Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young or the running backs or the wide receivers for that matter. And I've been sitting back, and and the thing that's striking to me is we spent a year, at least a whole college football season, the first part of a pre-draft process, talking about Bryce Young and being concerned about his height, his weight. He comes in, he's not 5'9", he's 5'10", and what, 5'10 and a quarter, 5'10 and a half, something like that, 204 pounds. So he hits the thresholds that we've been looking for. And what I'm seeing is all of a sudden he's he's become a worse player. Now that he's 5'10", 204, he's 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 worse. Like, oh, there, there's no way. Like, I'm not going to argue anybody. I, I think, and I've been saying this for months, with these QBs in general, A, I think it's kind of a waste of time scouting quarterbacks and having a lot of, of debate and dissension over these guys because the NFL gets it wrong at such an alarming rate. Nobody in fantasy, right? Nobody, no NFL draft prognosticator, no fantasy analyst has the secret sauce to figuring out which quarterback is going to be good or bad. So ultimately, you lean on the draft capital. If you get drafted in round one, you matter. Anything after that, good luck, right? The hit rate and the probability of a third round quarterback becoming fantasy relevant is low. And it's funny now that I'm seeing people talk about, oh, such and such could be the next Brock Purdy. Like, Nobody knew who the hell Brock Purdy was, nor did we care when he was the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft. But I, I, I'm not going to argue. If, if you have C.J. Stroud as your top-rated quarterback because you value accuracy and ball placement, not going to argue you. If you think it's Anthony Richardson because of what he can bring you for fantasy with the legs and the upside that he possesses, not going to argue you. Will Levis, if you like Anthony Richardson, I don't think you can like A. Rich and then hate Will Levis. They're kind of... They're kind of two similar prospects, very toolsy. Uh, you know, there is rushing upside with Will Levis, not as much as Anthony Richardson. They both have big arms, et cetera, et cetera. And then Bryce Young. W- what I'm seeing more and more now is Bryce Young is like cons- just about QB3 for most people in this class. And I-, I was watching some highlights of him this morning before the show just to like, man, like, am I tripping with this Bryce Young thing? And if you're going to bet on an outlier, Drew Brees type quarterback, I mean, he did it in the SEC for two years. He won the Heisman Trophy. The Alabama team this past year was not good, and he really was all they had. He is a fantastic quarterback. Now, is it going to translate to fantasy? I, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you that, right? I mean, there were a lot of quarterbacks that I thought would be good in the NFL, and they turn out to not be very good. But Bryce Young is one that I'm just seeing a lot of negativity around him after he hit the thresholds that we were looking for. Some people thought he'd be 170-something, 180. We know he's not 204. He's playing in the 190s. But it's just, it's it's interesting, this dynamic of where we are with these quarterbacks. And I, I continue to maintain, and I've, I've said this for, so, for some time now, about Anthony Richardson. I, I think everything that I've said about him being in the conversation for the one-on-one in Superflex is predicated on him getting the draft capital. That's really what it boils down to, if he gets that capital, right? Because we've seen, we thought certain quarterbacks would get the capital last year, and it didn't happen, and it made us all adjust. And then we see the mega trade that happened between the Panthers and the Bears. And you have to think, you make a move like that. If Carolina stays pat at one, 
Are you swinging for, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah that says, you don't make that trade and then you choke up on the bat and try to put the ball in the opposite field. You're swinging for a home run when you make the type of deal that Carolina made. So I just want to be very careful and very mindful with if Anthony Richardson gets the capital, I do believe there should be a conversation about him being the one-on-one in Superflex. Now, all of this, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, whomever the player is, the, the most important, I guess, takeaway, lesson, something that every one of us needs to carry with us no matter how we move, how we operate, whether that be ADP, whether that be auction startup value, know your league, right? Like you have to know your league. Any information you're getting from me or other fantasy analysts, the most important thing in all of this shit, yo, is know your league. In my home league, the longest dynasty league that I've been in, we're coming up on 10 years now. I know in that league, they do not care about quarterback at all. So whether it's Anthony Richardson, whether it's CJ Stroud, if I'm at 101, I ain't taking none of them. 102, not taking any of them. Not touching them to the middle of the first, back of the first, because I know that having played with these people for nine years, they don't value the quarterback in Superflex. So I'm not going to take and spend my capital on said players. So I think the most important thing that we need to maneuver and operate with and carry with us, know your league, know your league settings, know your league mates, know your league tendencies, because every league, every market is different. And the way that those players and those positions will be valued in each of our individual leagues are so different that it's hard to take wholesale advice from anybody, myself or anybody, and be like, this is blanket statement. Um, you know, it's just I had a lot of time to listen to things. And I gotta give a shout out to my man, my friend in this space, Matt Kelly. Shout out to player profiler. But I was listening to his Mind of Mansion episode with Cody Carpentier uh the other day. And uh, I talked about this with some of my patrons in the Discord. I'm struggling, y'all. I'm struggling with these wide receivers, and I have not talked to Jay Rich about this. We'll get him up here in a second. But I'm struggling with these wideouts because I, I'm just looking at a bunch of 5'8", 5'9", 170-pound, small receivers. You can call them slots. You, you can convince me and try to trick me that Josh Downs is going to be some dominant X, but the likelihood is probably slim to none. And I'm trying to trick myself into loving this wide receiver class. And every time I look at my rankings, just updated my rookie ranks, just updated my dynasty ranks. And I'm hard-pressed to put... I'm just like, I don't know if I want any of these guys. Like, I want JSN. Absolutely. I want me some Quentin Johnston. I want to take some shots on a Jalen Hyatt in the right situation, in the right league. I want to take some shots on Marvin Mims, who I believe is a top-five receiver in this class. But overall, by and large, like, I'm talking myself into 5'9", Zay Flowers, 5'9", 170-pound Josh Downs. Every one of these guys can't be Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and Tyreek Hill and all these uh, Steve Smith name short outlier, and we're plugging all those guys in to be that Antonio Brown. We're, I mean, we're literally at Anto- we're comping Zay Flowers to Antonio Brown, folks. Like, what is? I love me some Zay Flowers, but what are we doing? What are we? A B, one of the th- t- five greatest wide receivers in NFL history. We're not gonna talk about his off field stuff, on field production. I'm just. I'm struggling, y'all. I'm struggling. So hopefully we got Adam Schefter's tweets pulled up. We got uh, we got some 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 trades, some deals that we haven't talked to. I just had to get a little bit off my chest. I've been sitting back. Bryce Young stinks. These wide receivers are tiny. And I really believe that I'm going to find myself in a lot of rookie drafts just hammering running backs. I want all of them. 
Give me all of them. I want Roshan. I want Kendra. I want Chase Brown. I want Evan Hull. Give me Kenny McIntosh. I'm probably just going to hammer running backs and hammer tight ends. I don't know how many of these receivers later in the line I'm going to be enthralled with taking and just so excited to have on my roster. But neither here nor there. Happy to be back. Happy to talk to y'all. We got to talk Danny Dimes. Got to talk Lamar Jackson. Damn it. We got, we're definitely going to talk Justin Fields and the Bears. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, man? I didn't forget about you back there. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, happy to have you back. You know, you you mentioned you decompressed. We didn't even talk that much over the course while you were gone, right? And uh, you made a lot of good points about Bryce. And it's interesting because you talk about how he's kind of fallen in favor of some of these other quarterbacks. And it's something that you've also mentioned in the past. It's so difficult for a quarterback to walk in as QB1 and finish there, right? It's so rare that happens. You got to be Trevor Lawrence. You got to be Andrew Luck. But um, I think that's the difference between fantasy and real life, right? Bryce maybe should be the number one pick in terms of NFL circles. But in fantasy, there's definitely much more of a case for any of the other quarterbacks, really, depending on where they go. Yeah, man, it's just it's just interesting. I've just I've seen and listen, there's no doubt about it. You look you line the three up and there is one glaring difference between all three of them. And it's little old Bryce Young, but he's been. He's been that size forever, right? And everything that I've heard about him from people who have been around him, who have watched him at passing camps, who have been in the building with him, said his work ethic is unlike any other. And there's no way to quantify that. I can't put that in a database. I can't put that on a spreadsheet. But it is something like a a micro data point, right? It's something to keep in the back of your mind about the makeup of an individual. And you heard those same things about like Jalen Hurts during his time in Alabama. So again, for me, Cody Carpentier, that's my guy. He's got Will Levis at one. Would I do that? No. But am I knocking him for having that quarterback as his top ring guy? I'm not. That's not like, I'm not, I'm not here to subscribe to group thing. If he thinks, if you think Will Levis is the best quarterback prospect for fantasy in this class, go for it. If you think it's CJ Stroud, if you think it's a rich, go for it. But as we've saw, I saw Jay Peters say it. I saw, um, uh, what is it? Uh, little miss GM say it, know your league. You got to know your league and you got to know those settings. You got to know the people you play with all of that good stuff, Jay. But I, I led into that talking about, uh, the bears and the trade that they made. So, we haven't got a chance to talk about it. I think this happened on Friday, so a lot of yeah. podcasts haven't really come out yet. You, there were maybe some emergency pods that came out. But let's just talk about this trade. Bears and the Panthers. And we have been talking about this privately in the Discord that the Panthers were going to have to make a move because they were chilling at nine, and there were too many yeah. teams ahead of them rumored to be in connection with the quarterback. So they gave up. Ninth overall pick. Their 61st overall pick. So a first and a second. A 24 first and a 25 second, along with wide receiver DJ Moore to move up to the number one spot right now, which is held by the Carolina Panthers. Your initial reaction, Jay, to the trade when you saw it, what you, where your mind went, what did you think they did this trade for? Who do you think they did it for? There are rumors now that they're, uh, they are open to moving back from the number one pick. What were your initial thoughts when you saw this right now for Carolina? I mean, initially, it just seems like a lot. It seems like a lot to give up for any of these quarterbacks, not because they can't be great, but it feels like this is a move you'd have to pay to get a Trevor Lawrence, an Andrew Luck, like the next golden boy type of quarterback. I don't know if this is quite it, but it's interesting. You know, they come out and everyone's saying, oh, it's Stroud, it's Stroud, it's Stroud. And I thought, you know, maybe it could be Richardson, but 
that's more of the, well, they drafted Cam Newton narrative, new owner, new GM, new coach, new everything. But you talk about now they're considering trading down. It's like, well, was this just a move to be in the driver's seat when mm-hmm. the time actually comes? And maybe that's what's savvy about it. You know, the Bears made the trade because they obviously got a ton of value for it. They got a wide receiver one, which they desperately needed, right? Mm-hmm. And Poles didn't want to go into free agency without that if they did make the move. So that was one of his big sticking points. He obviously got two firsts. He has the ninth overall pick where he'll probably go in the trenches because they need to build that as well. I think they're set up for a lot of success here for the Bears. But the question for me, Ray, that is difficult, and we can get to that, is how do the Panthers navigate this long term? Because they have some offensive line pieces. They don't have really anything on offense right now. They have 50 mil in dead cap this season, and they're going to draft a rookie quarterback. And that situation immediately for that quarterback looks to be very bleak. So where do you want to start with this? I feel like we should start with the bear side, but it just initial reaction was feels like a lot of assets to give away for a quarterback going to a not so great looking situation, even though we love the coaching staff, right? Right. We love the coaching staff, all star, right. all of fame coaching staff, right? Still doesn't look good. So let me tell you when, when this trade happened, I was, I was on the Nickelodeon resort beach. I was in adventure Bay. I was hanging out with Rubble and Chase and Zuma and Rocky and Sky. I know you know you don't know who any of those people are, Jay, but I was okay. hanging out with them. And the way that I saw the deal initially was like the first overall pick or 101, and then I saw it traded for two first, two seconds in DJ. I thought it was a dynasty trade. I shit yeah. you not. I literally was like, okay, I've been asking people to give me like deals for the 101. I want to see what you get for the 101. And then I realized, like, no, this is a like this really a happened. Real I went to a yeah. couple of different spots, and I'm like, the Panthers did what to move up to one? Uh, this is, uh, listen, man. On face value, I am very concerned for whatever quarterback goes to Carolina. I, I, yeah, Frank Wright. I think he's, I think he's a good NFL coach. It seems like he's assembling a good staff. But when you look at that roster, when your number one wide receiver right now is Terrace Marshall, and your yep. number two is Shai Smith, and your number three is LaVisca Chenault. This just seems like failed rookie pick after failed rookie pick that we're just... And I like me some Terrace Marshall. I was excited for him this year to see what yeah. he can do with a rookie quarterback, and I think he's clearly, at least today, the biggest beneficiary in Carolina. Maybe you can throw Tommy Trimble or Ian Thomas there as the tight ends, potentially the young quarterback targeting a tight end. I mean, how long have we been talking about freaking Ian Thomas for? And he does absolutely nothing. Uh, The Bears just, listen, they bent him over. Y'all know what it is. Y'all have seen it before. What'd they do? Clap those cheeks. It was bad. That's what they did to him. They clapped the cheeks. They bent him over. They clapped him. And uh, they clapped him good. Real good. And if I were a fan of the Bears, I'd be very happy right now because there's a lot of flexibility with that ninth pick, with that 61st overall pick. And there's even some chance maybe they trade down again. What if Chicago's sitting at nine? They're like, you know what? I'll move back. Probably not. But now they're in a position to at least try to surround their young quarterback who struggled. Struggled. Justin Fields has struggled, right? Taking a bunch of sacks. I saw some people putting some sack data out there. Probably getting sacked because he's got nobody to throw the ball to. When you got Equinemia St. Brown and Byron Pringle as your top options and Mooney gets hurt and it's Cole Komet, probably not a lot of options out there, right? 
So this is this is great for Chicago to be in a position to potentially do more to add around this quarterback. And I believe they got a bunch of free cap space too. Now, receiver class isn't good this year, but I, and I don't even know what the free agent class looks like next year, so I ain't going to lie to you. But it's got to be better than what it is this year. So this is definitely putting Chicago in a position where I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles were a couple of years ago with Jalen Hurts, where you make a move, and I know we kind of poo-pooed on the Chase Claypool deal. Listen, I feel much better about Chase Claypool now that he doesn't have to operate as the number one than I did a, a week ago, right? Now he can play that number two, number three role with a healthy Darnell Mooney who can stretch the field. You've got a young tight end. You have DJ Moore. You've got to chase Claypool. They still have to fix that offensive line. But now at nine, you can take BPA. I'm seeing a lot of people talk Bijan. I would not do that. I think he's a top five player in the class. But if you're Chicago, do some things to protect him to see what you have in Justin. It feels very, it feels like we're at the pivot point with Fields the same way we were with Hertz. And if this is any indication of what Chicago is going to do, they may not be done. So I love the trade for Chicago. Is this some big, massive value boost for DJ Moore? I don't think so. But it's probably better than what he's had over the past three, four years of his career in Carolina when he's catching passes from, I mean, I saw a list of the guys that he caught passes from, and it ain't good. I, I, I It is not good. I believe Sam Darnold was probably the best quarterback he's had since he's been in Carolina. It, thinking about yeah. that list I saw, maybe the best. So it and the the conversation around Fields, James, just a couple of years ago, we were talking about him potentially being the best quarterback prospect in the class. So I don't think he's yeah. forgotten how to play football. I think Chicago was a mess his rookie season. It was a lightweight mess last year. And it feels like Ryan Poles and that staff, Eberflus, they're putting some stuff together to at least see what they have in this young quarterback. So I'm excited for Justin Fields this year, and I'm high-key terrified for whatever quarterback goes to Carolina. And I'm just telling you right now, I pray it's not Anthony Richardson. I don't want him there. Because if A-Rich goes there, I don't believe there's any sitting. You trade two first, you trade two seconds, and DJ Moore, your ass is starting from day one, buddy. And I don't want to hear anything about it. So... Uh, my question to you, Jay, is this a downgrade to whatever quarterback goes to Carolina? <sighs> Ray, you know me, and you know it's so difficult for me to see the sunny side of this, right? Like, if they do take Stroud, who's the primitive favorite, minus 300 to go to the Panthers right now, obviously that can change. I just don't know how Stroud would succeed. I don't know how Bryce would succeed. If you're telling me okay, A. Rich can kind of get it done with the legs, the way that Justin Fields got it done with the legs. I'm just saying, you could could sell me on that pipe dream. But throwing the ball to Terrace Marshall, throwing the ball to Shai Smith, like, I don't care how good I think you are, it just doesn't seem good. Like, it doesn't seem like a situation where you can win. And this is the same point we made about Justin Fields heading into this season. Great talent. But he has to overcome so much to be fantasy relevant. And he did that. He did that in spades with his rushing alone. And you talked about, like, you weren't comping to Jalen Hurts, but you're talking about the situation, how it's improving. They have three picks, I think, yeah, two picks in the second round. One, obviously, 301. So three top 65 picks outside of the ninth overall pick. So they still have lots of options. They could go running back. They could take a receiver there. You know, how we feel about those receivers, we'll see. And we'll talk about that, obviously. But it's just... 
if a quarterback goes there, it's so difficult to see the rosy side because you have to basically wait till 2024 to see how they manage this cap situation because they're going to have a ton of free space. They have like no dead cap and like $100 million in 2024. But like you said, there still has to be guys available to spend that money on. We know the Bears are going to spend money as of probably in a few hours, right when free agency tampering period opens. And so we'll see how they build that roster. But the Panthers, it's much more of a projection. And I think that's the part that scares me a little right. bit. And well, why would I take Stroud over a more known well, situation? Can you, can, you, can you answer me this? Can you, can you answer me this? How did Stroud become the one? Like, I, I, very few people were saying that a couple. Of, it wasn't until after, like, the combine shifted things that much. And I forgot who I was listening to. And they were talking about Stroud. And they said his best game, undoubtedly, was his final game versus Georgia. Georgia. Best game of his career. But people are like, where the hell was that? All the other 30-something games that he started, right? How, when did he become the – like, he's the one? Like, the combine? Like, the like literally, the, the combine throwing in your shorts. Like, how did he become the one so quickly? I mean, people talked – people – I forget who it was, whether it was Jeremiah or – And I'm was, not saying uh, that's Miller. wrong. I'm just asking the question. I'm just but asking. I, I, think, I think it might have been Miller, actually, from ESPN, who said it was one of the best throwing sessions he's ever seen at the combine, right? And, you know, there was obviously people who appreciate the size and want the size of a Stroud, right, to where Young isn't quite – up right. there on their boards because of that. And then he comes out as a dynamite throwing session, which, I mean, obviously I wasn't there and I'm not here to critique throwing sessions, but a lot of people did say it was one of the best ones they've seen in years. And I'm assuming that impressed people a lot too, right? Just being that accurate, whether it's in shorts, whatever, they can go to the whiteboard, test the decision-making, all those things, whatever they have to do in the, in the private interviews. But to do that on the field next to your closest competition in terms of the number one overall pick was impressive. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, like we've talked about a little bit, some organizations just value that more than others. That's why he was so closely linked to Indy because we know that Steichen in that offense values accuracy. And then a lot of people believe that Frank Reich also values the size and accuracy, right? So I think that's just what it comes down to is that there's a lot of talented quarterbacks with a lot of tools, but maybe that's the I, preference for this staff, it seems. I, and I'm not I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I've I've been very consistent from day one, Jay, saying that this quarterback class, all four of them have warts. I don't think there is any, I don't think any of these guys are T-Law, right? I, I don't believe that. I don't believe any of them are Trevor. And I know it's hard to go back and put your scouting hat on from two years ago. But for a lot of people, it was T-Law and Fields flip a coin. They were one and two, right? It was, that was yeah. like Especially those for were fantasy. The, for fantasy, those were the two guys. So it's easy today to be like, I'd take all these guys over Justin Fields. But we go back to 2021, the pre-draft process, I don't think anybody would have taken C.J. Stroud over Justin Fields as a prospect. I don't, I don't, I'm just going to say that I don't believe that would be true. So is it, is, is it Stroud? Is it Bryce? Is it Anthony Richardson? I don't know. But I do believe that all four of these guys, none of them are, this is just, it's, it's you're dropping it and you're putting it all on the line with a trade like this. And yeah. what I appreciate about Carolina and the staff is there's at least some conviction there that we think one of these guys can be our franchise quarterback. And maybe we look back in three years and be like moving, you know, moving up to one trading our ninth, a second and a 24 first and DJ Moore wasn't that big of a deal, right? Maybe we found our guy and it's not that big of a deal. Like ultimately, if you find your quarterback, there's no price that's too high 
when you find yeah. your franchise quarterback. So we'll see how this plays out on face value. Seems like the Bears got an absolute deal in this one to move back to nine because they don't need a quarterback. And I, if they had to, if they stayed pat at one and drafted Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, they would have failed massively with that pick. Yeah knowing that there's about five other teams underneath that need quarterbacks. I think the, the Colts got screwed to a certain degree. Yeah. Now, Andy may be sitting in a good spot. If it is Stroud, everything that I've heard is Bryce Young is locked into Houston at two. Arizona's yeah. not taking a quarterback because they're tanking for Caleb Williams in 24. So there's a chance that Shane Steichen can chill at four and get Anthony Richardson, right? Just chill at four and get a rich. Now, the question is... The Cardinals, right? The Cardinals are the yeah. real wild card at three. And does a team jump Arizona? A team that we're not even thinking of. And it happens every year. What if we wake up on draft day and Baltimore jumps up? Atlanta yeah. jumps up. You know what I mean? So uh, the Colts are the ones that are kind of playing this risky game of chilling at four. And at worst case, worst case, they get QB four off of the board, which who knows? That may be their QB one. But it's interesting how this is going to play out. If I had to guess right now, I do believe uh, you you don't you don't make the, well you make this trade for an A rich, but I don't think they're making this trade for an A rich. Like I don't I don't think they are. I do believe it will be CJ Stroud. I think Bryce Young's going to Houston, and the Chicago Bears will probably 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 take an offensive lineman to help Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah, Ray, you made you made a lot of points about just this whole situation now because it's. The Cardinals really are the team we're all watching. There, we already talked about it, and uh, Monty Onzefort talked about how he's fielding calls for it, and they're the ones in the driver's seat now. And yes, you know the Panthers can still trade down, but this situation where the Colts could be forced, quote unquote, into Will Levis at four because someone trades up for Anthony Richardson at, at three is just crazy. Because I don't think, in as long as I can remember, I don't think we've ever seen four straight quarterbacks in a draft. And so you talk about, like you mentioned, Atlanta, mm. Vegas, Seattle could come up from five, Detroit potentially could come up, the Commanders, you know, a bit more of a long shot, Baltimore, depending on what happens with Lamar. There's lots of things that could happen. And I think right. that's what's crazy about this draft is that you look at it and you say, okay, quarterback's going one and two, the way we see it right now. QB's available at three, and then the Colts sitting there at four, potentially with their last quarterback on the board, whoever the, one of the four is. And then at that point, what do they do? Ray, if they wanted a rich... Someone trades up at three. Do they even have a trade down partner to go down if they don't want to draft Will Levis? Or do they just draft Will Levis because they feel like they have? No, to? you're talking about Indy? Yeah. No, Indy's taking I don't think there's a chance in hell Indy walks out of this thing without a quarterback. Nope. Right? Nope. Brand new coach. Uh, Shane's coming from Philly. They're, they're leaving. with. You seen the Denzel Washington video? I'm leaving here with something. They're leaving yeah. with something. <laughs> all right, they're from That's around true. the way. I'm leaving here with something. They're leaving with something. I do believe they will be getting a quarterback, and maybe it is Will Levis. Maybe they're maybe Andy's sitting back, and you heard care. all the reports, right? The reports were they didn't interview Will Levis at the combine, didn't talk to him. Maybe it's all smokescreen. Maybe that's who they really want, right? They really want that archetype of quarterback. But they're get they're leaving with something. Denzel Washington, they're leaving with something. Let me just ask you really quickly, what are you doing with your Terrace Marshall shares? Because he seemed to have uh, gotten a value spike. Uh, what are you doing with Marshall? Are you I'm just going to I'm going to put it to you like this. Are you riding okay. out to see what that production looks like, okay? Fantasy, or are you trading for any second? Any 2023 second, mid 2023 second this year you can get 
Kendra, maybe you can get A-Chain, maybe you can get Rasheed Rice, or are you riding with Terrace Marshall? What are you doing? I think in from a wholesale perspective, I would ride it out. I think it doesn't matter to know you're your always a, a ride bit. it out kind of guy. I, I am you a ride like it out ride kind of guy. You like to I ride just, it out. I, I like to. I like to try and just squeeze that juice just a little bit because you just right. never know. Don't get too now, I think to your point. I think to your point, the the Carolina Panthers have to bring in somebody. Who it is, we don't know. We don't care. DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham reportedly wants twenty million dollars. Good joke, Odell, but whatever. Um, they have to bring in somebody. Terrace probably won't be the only guy. I saw there, Jacoby Myers. He, I saw some people talking about Jacoby yeah. Myers. How would you feel about that if a QB walked into a situation with Terrace Marshall outside, which I think with an accurate quarterback could be fine because yep, he is I agree. a freak, right? And then Jacoby Myers in the slot. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. It's not great. It's all right. But yeah, I, I don't. I would probably ride it out. I'd, I'd want a little bit more. But the question is, is like how much more? Because it's probably not much. You're probably praying for a high second. And it's just what I want to sell for a, a mid low second. second. And that's Are you pretty doing close. this? Mid-second. Mid-second, yeah, I'd probably do it. You would not do it. That's a lie. I probably would. All right, let's it's talk about it. because the value is only, you wouldn't it can only do go it. up so high, man. You, you, so high. you wouldn't do it. You you would, uh, man, I want to see, I want to see, I want to wait and see. Um, what's this thing you have in the show, Doc, about Arizona at three really quickly? So what, what are these odds right here? What is this? Those are the odds to draft a rich. So Vegas is five and a half to one. To draft a rich, Atlanta's twelve to one. Seattle Ray is two, two to, to one. one. Yeah. The favorites to draft a rich. So this yeah. is the whole thing about Arizona, right? Looking to see who's the odds-on favorite to get a rich. Part of that is based off of where they're slotted in, right? But also teams that could trade up two, three, and more likely trade up for a three. Because again, Ray, it sounds stupid, but it just doesn't seem like people want to draft Will Levis. And so it just seems no. like well, at worst case, seem like a we Rich is probably going to be. Will Levis. We don't. That's I don't fair. know. That's Listen, fair. I, a lot of people, I'm listening to a lot of draft podcasts and doesn't seem like the NFL is really concerned about what, it seems like we don't want him in fantasy. But he's but still, it, but he's still QB4. Yes. Though, like pretty, yes. pretty easily, right? So that's what I was talking about. Like no one is really trading up to draft a Will Levis at three. So I was looking at some of the odds of teams to probably come up and go after a rich probably would have to take him at three. Mm-hmm. Potentially, he sneaks through to five to Seattle pretty easily. At which point, I think they could take him, or if someone else trades up to get him. Yeah, I think Seattle would be a dope spot. And the way they structured Geno Smith's contract, and did you see what Geno Smith came out and already said? Geno, no. he said that he is open to them drafting a quarterback and him being a mentor to whomever they bring in at quarterback. So he's already given that vote of confidence. Uh, about being a mentor to whatever quarterback they bring in. So that's good for Seattle. And I'm just telling you right now, A. Rich or Will Levis or Bryce Young, for that matter, land in Seattle. What's so crazy about the NFL is look how quickly things have changed, Jay. Going into last season, the narrative around Seattle was fade every weapon in Seattle. It's Drew Locke, it's Geno Smith. All these guys are going to stink outside of maybe Kenneth Walker. And you look at that team now, they smashed last year's draft. They got two bookend tackles and Abe Lucas and Charles Cross who are going to play tackle for them for the next 10 years. They have DK Metcalf locked up. Tyler Lockett is still there. Noah Fant, sneaky tight end in Seattle. They've got one of the best young running backs in Kenneth Walker, right, running the ball for him. They found defensive players last year in the draft. Seattle would be a dope landing spot for a quarterback, man. You've got infrastructure in place. You've got linemen. You've got a running back. You've got receivers. And they got two first-round picks. They got two nope. of them joints, man. They got one from C- one from the Rams, and then they got their own. So the- Seattle would be 
that would be a freaking awesome landing spot for whatever rookie quarterback goes there. They would not be asked to start right away, which I'm fine with that personally. Like, I'm fine with not throwing my young bull to the wolves like that. Let him chill. Let Geno Smith mentor him. He's been around the game. I think that would be a freaking awesome landing spot. I, I'm just telling you, Jay, the spot that I just don't want to see any of these guys land in, Stroud, Levis, Bryce, A. Rich, I don't want him in Vegas. I don't want him with McDaniels. I don't want him in Vegas. That just seems like a dumpster fire waiting to happen. It's brewing. You know when you feel it in your stomach after that first, that second cup of coffee and you oh, just yeah. know, feel you're it like, it, it's coming. It's coming soon. And when it's ready to go, it's ready to go. That's what it feels like in Vegas. If It, it is bubbling. The gut bubble is going um, in Vegas. I don't want any of those quarterbacks there. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, Jay, Danny Dimes got paid. He did. Danny Dimes got paid. There was a lot of speculation what the Giants wanted to do. Oh, man, Dan can't pay him $40 million. What else are you going to pay him? That's what the market dictates. Once Derek Carr signed with the with the, with the, the uh, with the Saints and you saw his deal, yep. Daniel Jones got, what, essentially like a two-year deal? He got like a two-year yeah. prove-it deal. If he balls again next year, probably that, that second year of the deal, he'll get another extension and it'll be a, a bigger one. But he got... The DAC deal, essentially, four years, 160 million, 82 guaranteed, two-year deal essentially for Daniel Jones. I think this yep. was good for the New York Giants. It's good for Daniel Jones, Jay. So quickly, now that there's some security in New York and you don't have to worry about them replacing him, drafting another quarterback, where are you at with Daniel Jones in his dynasty value? Um, right now, where's he at? Let's go to keep trade cut. I know they added He's quarter. QB they, 16 right now. QB 16 so, on keep trade cut. So a mid mid-tier QB2? Well, part of that is because he's been dropped down behind CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson, right? So Mm -hmm. he would have been right at QB, you know, 13 or so back in QB1, Mm -hmm. like we've talked about. We have him ahead of Tua. He's right now behind Tua on keep trade cut rankings. He is going up, obviously, with the contract. But yeah, like like I mentioned, behind those three quarterbacks. But, I mean, Ray, realistically, I can make the case for him ahead of Kyler Murray. I can make the case ahead of him for, ahead of him over Dak Prescott. The rookies, well, we don't like choose your flavor. So the Bryce Young one is interesting. He's at ten. People don't crazy. think he's going to be very good in fantasy, and he's ahead of Kyler, Deshaun Watson, A. Rich, Dak Prescott, Tua, Daniel Jones. I'm just asking, are you okay with that? No, in a startup, absolutely. But but not. but but real talk, would you take Daniel Jones over Bryce Young? Would you do that for your dynasty roster? Don't lie either, man. Would you take I mean, him I over don't, Bryce? I probably wouldn't, but I don't have to either. Daniel Jones is at 46 in the Dynasty rankings, and Bryce Young's at 23, Ray. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's, it, again, I would take Watson. So he's going in the second round. He's going in the second round of yeah, startup. Yeah, he's 23 overall. CJ Stroud's at 21 overall. So, you know, you have the first round guys, and then when you come back around, you're QB2, you're looking at Stroud or Young or, you know, further down. I mm-hmm. think in our leagues, they would go a little bit higher, but I think the order is about to be expected, right? I would take Deshaun Watson over him. They talked about how they're going to pass a lot more in Cleveland this yeah, year. Watson's- they talked about adding receivers. I don't get the hate. He did look bad, but I expect more from him. He's got the contract security, all that stuff. Dak, you've talked about it, and people have talked about it. Cowboys need weapons. They need receivers. They have to add that somehow. We don't know how they're going to go about it, but they need to add that. A. Rich at 14 is fine to me. He's a bit of a wild 13. card. Ceiling a. Rich at 13 there. over Dak. I'm looking at it right now. A. Rich at 13 over Dak. He's at 13. Listen, this is how people are going to value these guys. I think the 
when I'm looking at this list, the one that's kind of Watson didn't look he he didn't look great last year, but he also hadn't played football in two years. He yeah. got thrown into Cleveland midseason. All he had was Amari Cooper, DPJ, and Njoku. I think he's going to be a lot better. I, I do think Watson this season is going to be a lot better. I mean, come on, man. I mean, he le- legit didn't play football for two years. And to have yeah. him behind Kyler, Bryce, and CJ right now, and Watson's only 20. He's only 27. He's only yeah. 27 and a half years old. So oh. th- that's that. I wouldn't take Daniel Jones probably over them. I mean, I'd be, it'd be a tough decision to make, man. If somebody offered you, you've got 102. Would you rather that 102 or Daniel Jones? Super flex. It's, it's really hard to not take Daniel Jones because I just I feel like I know what I'm getting. People don't want to hear and that. People, man. people, people don't, don't people want to hear want that. Them, but if you want to, but then again, Ray, like today, you're then rolling the dice on. You're praying Stroud goes to the Panthers, and we don't really even want that. Bryce going to Houston, which we'll see how it works out for him, right? And then you don't know where A. Rich or Levers are going. So if you wanted to take A. Rich with that 102, hoping he goes to this magical landing spot, we don't know where that's going to be. So I think that makes it tougher now because there's less trade candidates to move around. And it feels like we have a pretty stable idea as to what 101 and 102 are going to be. So then okay. in rookie drafts, then you basically go, okay, Bijan's probably still 101. All right, let me make- maybe 102 and Bryce 103. Let me make it. Let me make it tougher for you. Here we go. This is going to be one. Let me make it tougher for you. So somebody talking about fifteen passing touchdowns for Daniel Jones, and I believe what was he points per game? Top ten? What was I he? I believe so. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm look it up right now because this is again uh, fifteen passing touchdowns. And l- let me ask you who his damn weapons were. Tell me. Tell me who he was throwing the ball to last season with his fifteen touchdowns. Daniel Jones was points per game. DJ, thank you, player profiler, for making this so easy for us to look up. Um, seven rushing touchdowns, over 700 rushing yards. What's Daniel Jones's points per game? He was like QB nine in points per yeah, game. Yeah, he was a top basically. 10 QB. He was a top 10 QB. QB 10, 18.4 points per game, 67% completion percentage, only threw the ball 472 times, throwing the ball to Richie James, David Sills, uh, Sterling Shepard for a, a, a snap, Darius Slayton. So they do anything yep. to upgrade that offense, and he's probably going to be better than he was last season. So um, let me make it difficult for you. Bijan's gone at 101. A. Rich is gone 102. C.J. Stroud gone 103. Bryce Young gone 14. Jameer Gibbs gone 15. Jackson Smith and Jigba gone 16. You're at the 17. All right? Super flex. You're yeah. at the 17. All those players, Gibbs, JSN, Bijan, Stroud, Young, and A. Rich gone. Will Levis or Daniel Jones? I'm taking Daniel Jones pretty easily at, at that. We And we talked about this in the Discord, right? This was the initial conversation. Before the contract, it was, would you take Daniel Jones, not knowing the contract situation, or would you take Will Levis? And the reality is right now, right, I don't know where Will Levis is going to play. And I know well, Daniel you know Jones is going to be He's going to be top 10 pick. Let's not, let's he's not. Top 10 pick. He's going to be top 10 I pick. I don't. Okay, you just said if he goes to Vegas, you're, you're I'm not just really at, too happy about that, right? That's so, me though. But that, that's I don't that's really me. want him in Vegas either. I don't I don't want to be projecting the rosy outcome. I have to be realistic about what could happen, right? And unless he goes to Atlanta, I don't really know where it works out. Unless, of course, you're talking about him going to Seattle, which I think is a pretty good spot because there's weapons there. But he's not projected to go to Seattle, so I'm not really going to put him there just quite yet. He's in. I he, really like Brian Dable, and I will be, and I trust in Brian Dable to the high heavens. And you can call me crazy, but I've seen him do some wild shit with these quarterbacks. I'm not saying he's going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen, but I believe in Brian Dable. I believe Ray. 
I am not a Giants fan, but I believe in Brian Dable, and I think I think y'all should really pay attention as to what he's doing with these quarterbacks. It's it's because it is something. Let me it tell is something. you, it's not nothing. There's an interesting parallel, I believe, between Will Levis and Daniel Jones. All right, and it's the fact that the community sentiment around Jones, even with the contract, is I don't want this guy. He finished. 10th in points per game, you 18.4 points per game. And when you needed him most in the fantasy championship, he delivered for you. I mean, that that week 17, the man scored 36.2 points. He was QB2 on the week in week 17. Leading up to that, he gave you in week 16, he gave you 21.8 points, QB9, right? The issue with Jones is he's got so much stink on him from yeah. the first cut, really not even year one. Year one, he was all right. Year one, people were like, Hey, man, he could be all right. And it was year two and three where he was not very good. But there's so much stink on him that no matter what has happened, like he's going to have to smash. He's going to have to smash next year for people to finally be like, all right. Maybe. Like maybe. Even though he got the contract, right? Will Levis, I believe, Jay, we're looking at the same type of situation, man. The let's, Let's separate NFL from fantasy. The fantasy community has such a disdain and hate let me not use hate. Hate is a strong word. Such a hate for Will Levis, right? They don't want anything to do yeah. with him. They, 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 completion percentage, don't think he's good. Oh my God, did you see him underthrow a, a, a deep ball at the combine? That Scott said it best, man. The market value of him, no matter what, and if, God forbid, he goes to the Raiders or let's just go galaxy brain. Someone takes him at number one. Colts trade up. Carolina shocks us all, and their guy was Will Levis all along. People would, like, knock him. They they made a horrible mistake drafting him at one. Or Indy's going to be in a a shitstorm with Will. People aren't going to like him. And he's probably going to have to be very good for multiple years for the fantasy community to buy in, man. It's recency bias is so... Jay, two years ago, or or, excuse me, going into the 2020 season... And I'm not going to say names, but they were big-time fantasy analysts dogging Josh Allen. Dogging him. This dude is awful. Awful. They need to look. They, they, they're they not going to pick up his fifth-year option. He's not the guy. Look at what he did the first two years. and all. It took a little bit, but now look at how we revere this player. And it just feels very reminiscent of the dislike that a lot of people had for Justin Herbert a couple of years yeah, ago as well. I'm not saying I'm not saying Will Levis is Herbert. I'm na- I'm damn sure not saying he's Herbert or Josh Allen, but maybe maybe there's some stuff there that we're not really seeing through Jay and we could look back in a couple of years and be like, "Man, I uh, we probably should have taken him a little bit higher than a Jameer Gibbs or a Jackson Smith and Jigba." I don't know, man. I don't know. I just yeah. I've been sitting back and I'm listening to the Will Levis sort of bashing and I'm like listen if he gets if he gets this top 10 capital that's everything you're looking for he's big he's athletic he's got a strong arm he got the draft capital it's just it's he and Daniel Jones are two players I just think no matter what they do the the fantasy community is just not in on those guys Jay yeah and I think Herbert is is the parallel for me not from a talent it's just again Herbert had a really good junior year should have came out didn't come out Levis had a much better junior year than he did senior year at Kentucky. And so those kind of parallels are there. Still a top 10 pick, still drafted high. But in fantasy, Herbert was back of the first, early second at times. No one wanted to draft him. And that wasn't even a very good draft class 
But it's just, you know, you look at Herbert, you're like, the talent was always there. He was a top six draft pick because I think Tua went fifth. And everyone wanted Tua and everyone yeah. wanted Burrow, but no one wanted Herbert. And you're kind of No like, one wanted Herbert. It's just Nobody. odd. But I think the thing is to not make the same mistake again. And there may be a bit of a value on Levis, but he can't be sneaking back, you know, to the second round in Superflex or even beyond that. It just wouldn't make any sense. You have to at some point take a shot on a player like that. And you talked about this with Mac Jones. When he was falling out of the first, it's like he's still a first round quarterback. You have to take a shot on that player. And I think Levis yeah. is a guy you definitely have to take a shot on. But when you see him behind Tua, behind, you know, Trey Lance, I'm like, yeah, you could make the case for Will Levis here, like pretty easily. Mm. And then behind that, it's like Kenny Pickett, Goff, Love, Ugh. Carr, Wilson, Cousins, Geno. Like, you have to take Levis over all those quarterbacks. You just have to. Quick thoughts. Jordan Love. What do you think? What things are going to happen with him this year? Just, we're not d- deep diving Jordan Love. Just, I'm not even going to give you thoughts on it. Just, what do you think is going to happen with Love? I saw I think a practice video. QB he looked too. good. He looked good. Bro, every, the look- every time, I, I just, I think back to that meaningless fourth quarter and I'm like, holy crap, man. He looked so he looked, good. He looked good no throwing against the net. Him. He looked really good. Yeah. He looked just good. against he nothing. Good. He's like, oh, Christian Watson, you want a slant? Whoosh. Boom. House call, right? Just gone. Yeah. And then, you know, I worry about the weapons a little bit. We know they're probably going to bring a tight end. They've been talked about very heavily. I don't know, Ray. I Uh-oh. feel crazy, on, but Jay. I'm kind of in. We're not gonna. We got breaking news. We got it. We've got a. Uh, we've got a signing on the show. Odell oh, Beckham no. Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. I believe was uh was signed to the Raiders uh, or signing with the Raiders. Did somebody say that, or is that somebody just saying that? Thoughts on Raiders? Oh, thoughts on Raiders signing OBJ. So it didn't happen. Wait. Interrupted is- me for no reason. Well, we'll see. See if it did. I mean, shit. I don't I've, know, man. I, didn't, I don't see. Anything I haven't seen about anything. It. Is this they fake news? They just got news? you live on the pod. Did somebody fake news me? Come on, man. Come on. Did did it happen? Did no. it happen? Not that I'm seeing. Let me see. Not I'm, I'm, I'm looking up. Deron Payne got signed though. Shout out to oh, Payne. Somebody said OBJ to the Raiders. Yeah, no. everyone's saying fake news. Who's who? Ray, who they, did this? Ray, they who, got you. Nelly Heat trying to get banned from the YouTube comments. Just, just awful. Made, made me, made me interrupt Poor you, form. Jay. Good it's lord. Okay. Um, really quickly as well. Uh, Brock Purdy got elbow surgery, and it was he not did. Tommy John. He did. Interesting. Hmm. Mm. I say nothing. I'm mm. not going to say a thing. Is Trey Lance going to start? Ray, call your shot. We we catch a lot of heat for this every day because of our shorts and our videos that are out there about Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Who's going to start? I'm not saying a, I'm not saying a word. I'm not saying a damn thing. How many thing. months till the season? Is it six? Am I? I don't know how many months to the season. Six, but um, six months. It's not I'm not the saying anything. Timeline for it was Brock? not Tommy John, and um, hmm. we'll see how that plays out. It's going to be interesting summer for the. Uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, I say nothing. Uh, Jalen Ramsey got traded. Yeah. Got traded to the Rams. I mean, to the uh, Flor- Dolphins. To the Florida Dolphins. The Florida Dolphins. The nice. Florida Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. So, he, you know, he went to Florida State. So, he's back in Florida. He goes to Miami. Uh, they sent uh, a third-round pick and Hunter Long. overall. Yeah. And Hunter Long to get Jalen Ramsey. And I'm telling you right now, it is a race. Caleb Williams between the Rams and the Cardinals. I think Cardinals. they are going to be. I, I I don't think Matt Stafford's going to take a snap for LA this year. I yep. don't. I think I think he's going to. Remember when he was coming back, Ray? That was a good coming one. Coming back. 
That was a good one. He's either gonna have, the back is gonna flare up. They're gonna move him. Yeah. They're gonna. He delivered a Super Bowl for us. We're he's gonna on the get trade his, block. He's yeah. on the trade block. Come get Matthew Stafford if you need a Stafford. Right? We got you. Bakers flirting with Tampa Bay. I don't yep. think he's gonna play for the Rams. I think the Rams, from a business standpoint, L.A. new stadium. They need Caleb Williams. You keep the L.A. kid home in L.A. You do whatever it takes to get Caleb Williams. I think it's going to be a race between the Rams and the Cardinals for the worst team. Now, the Rams still have Aaron Donald, Hall of Famer. We get that. They still have Cooper Cup. I'm just I'm calling it now. I think they are definitely definitely looking at that team saying that we need a reset and we need this reset with the kid that people are comparing to young Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, I think that's what the Rams are doing. And I believe Caleb Williams will be in play for them or the Arizona Cardinals because I don't think Kyler Murray is going to play for Arizona this year. I think that need, they just want to hold their franchise quarterback out this year on a wasted season to make sure he's good for 2024. I don't think Kyler's going to play this year. I think it's going to be a race between those two teams to get um, to get uh, Caleb Williams. Any uh, interest in old Hunter Long? Who was he's, traded he's to the Rams. I think his RAS score was like eight two five, so pretty good. You know, yeah, by this great. class's measure, not really anything special. Yeah, this, cl- this, is this a class, class is just a guy, right? Eight RAS yeah. score is just a guy. Yeah, Hunter Hunter Long gets traded to the Rams. Um, he's from probably BC, right? from Boston College. Probably not a very good player. Like probably yeah, not very good. Probably I would if I had to put money on it. The the money line on not very good would probably be like minus five hundred. That he's yeah. probably not very good. It would be the prohibitive favorite, but we'll see what happens. I saw some people saying this signals that they're going to release Tyler Higby. Just further aids to the plan of the Rams tanking for Caleb. You get a shitty tight end and Hunter Long yep. to come in. You drop Tyler Higby. It just seems like the Rams are gearing up for it, Jay. Uh, yeah, for me, not a lot of interest. But destination uh, on uh, Destination Devi radio feed, America's Game pod that dropped on Saturday, Scott and Eric mm-hmm. Vanek went through a deep dive of the tight end position. There's not a lot of content out there talking about tight ends, what to look for. Nobody really has the secret sauce to that. So I highly recommend you go back and check out that show to really dive into what to look for when you are targeting some of these tight ends. And to their credit, Hunter Long does fit the mold of what you want. You want an athletic, high ras yeah. score type tight end. Even though Hunter Long is probably not very good. I mean, healthy scratches left and right in Miami is probably just not good. Uh, last thing that we want to talk about today is Lamar Jackson, quickly. And there's not enough time to dive into everything that's going on with Lamar Jackson. This just seems like an ugly situation, Jay. And we've been calling it for months that this was going to get ugly. And he got yeah. hit with the non-exclusive tag. Any team was free to offer him a deal. The Ravens had the opportunity to match and... If they didn't want to match, they got two first-round picks from whatever team. No NFL team, not one, sent offers uh, in for Lamar Jackson. Yep. What do you think? How do? You, let me just ask you from a dynasty perspective, how are you feeling about your Lamar Jackson shares today? I actually feel pretty fine with them, to be honest. You know, I, I think you could... I think it could be difficult to draft him, but if you already have him, like he's still a top five talent, arguably even higher than that in the NFL, right? In terms of fantasy production, what he could do on an offense, regardless of whether it's the Ravens or not. I think NFL teams know that they have to build around Lamar to get the most out of him. So, and again, at least the Ravens have built the blueprint. It's not like when you're drafting a Jalen Hurts or an Anthony Richardson, you kind of have to figure out to some respect how to maximize their skill set. The Ravens have done a pretty good job, in my opinion 
maximizing what Lamar does well, fairly well, at least it seems, and has translated to wins overall. They do need weapons, so I'm not really sure how they've helped him in that regard. But in terms of building a system around him, I think they have shown the ability to do that to some degree. But in terms of fantasy, I'm fine with it, man. You have to write him out. He's a franchise quarterback. He deserves his money. Um, where that's going to be, I'm not here to project. But I think he's going to be back with the Ravens. I just and Unless a team trades for him, which has been reported, they would rather trade for him than draw up an offer sheet. And I believe they can't negotiate with him until today anyways. So they haven't okay. actually been able to talk to him. So I think there's that is part of it as well. But you think it's not difficult to imagine what you would offer for Lamar. But maybe you do have to wait until you talk to him, see what he wants, all those various things. But in my opinion, for fantasy, you just hold him because he's going to be good regardless of where he plays. The problem, Ray, is like if this lingers to the season and he's on that non-exclusive tag, that 32-9 is does he play? Because if there's no trade, no offer sheet, nothing, and he's either forced to sit out or sign that tag, would he even play on that tag? And I don't think he would. Man, I'm, I'm seeing the Colts, you know, like Colts should easily give up this fourth overall pick and next year's yeah. pick to get Lamar. That would be him indoors, Lucas Oil Stadium, Lamar and JT and Pierce and Pittman and Woods. That'd just be a fun... I mean, literally, that'd be the best receiving core he's ever had because he hasn't yeah. had one like that in Baltimore. Uh, I, I, I wonder how much not having an agent kind of handle this stuff has, has hurt Lamar Jackson. I don't know. I don't know how those conversations yeah, work, but you would be hard-pressed to tell me that a team could give up the ninth overall pick, the 61st overall pick, a 24 first-round pick, a 25 second-round pick, and DJ Moore, and say that quarterback that I'm taking at one is better than Lamar Jackson, who would only have cost me two first-round picks. Not going to buy that. Not going to buy that well, for and a the second. contract, too. But, and the contract. Because the, the contract, contract doesn't a, matter. It, it matters, but you still need the damn quarterback. That's just what you... You got to play sure. Daniel Jones, $82 million guaranteed. Like... Four years, 160. That's but just it's what not it is. Two hundred million guaranteed, right? That's 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 the hang up for me, right? And the other part that I think I don't know if this is one hundred percent true, Ray. Maybe you know this a little bit better than I do. But I think part of the holdup as well could be the fact that if they wait until after the draft, they don't have to give up this year's pick. So if the Colts did want to offer him a contract, they could take whoever they wanted that for potentially trade down whatever it was, and then make a move for the next two first round picks for Lamar Jackson. Um, I've heard that as a potential potential bargaining chip as well with some other teams is that if they if they can't choose the picks so if they give it up before the draft it has to be these picks and then if they give it up after the draft it's it's the next pick so at least you know you'd have your draft pick this year and then go into next year with a new quarterback new situation all that kind of stuff but um, I think there's a lot of interesting dynamics here and it's one of those things like the Ravens called this bluff and I think it was the right move for, for the organization but we'll see what happens because of it because Without the agent, like you mentioned, it's it's when you're negotiating with an agent, you can take the emotion out of it, and the agent's job is to take the emotion out of it. It's harder to right. do that with a player, right? Because it comes off as disrespect, and that's all you've ever heard from players who represent themselves, is that it, it's not disrespect, but it comes across that way because yeah. they're giving, thinking of reasons not to pay you, which yep. obviously would feel personal. It's going to be interesting to watch this one play out. It's going to be interesting to watch this one play out. Uh, Jay, hopefully we'll get a chance. Uh, I, I want to see some mocks. I want to see some mocks. Now the combine has happened. Um, we're having a conversation with the patrons on Wednesday and AMA and over in our discord, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Um, but we're going to, we're going to look at some mocks. Hopefully we get something from Brugler, maybe McShay, Jordan Reed, somebody McShay dropped, his, McShay dropped sure. one. Okay. Well, we can, we can check that out on Wednesday. 
Um, Jay, but really quickly, man, before we get out of here, we got some some cool little exciting news over here on the old Wake Up Show. You know, we are very big advocates of Dynasty Best Ball Leagues, big advocates of it. I think Huge. Best Ball Auction Dynasty is the wave of the future. Just it allows you to build a, a deeper portfolio really quickly, all the fun things of a Dynasty League without having to worry about figuring out who to start on Sunday, which sometimes could just be happen chance random. Love, love Dynasty Best Ball. We got, I believe, two of the best Dynasty Best Ball minds on DD um, in Mike mm-hmm. and Adam in 4D Chess. But, Jay, it's time It's time to win this million, dog. It's time to win this million, and I want y'all to, to, to draft with me, to draft against me. So for the 2023 season, we are partnering with Underdog Fantasy. Wake up. And Underdog are going to do a thing um, this year. And live here on the Wake Up Show, probably on Wednesdays, we're going to do fast drafts with y'all, the people. So we're going to have y'all in the building. We're going to draft together. We're going to draft often. It's going to be a good way for us, Jay, to uh, really keep track of ADP where these rookies are going early on in the season. But I want to draft against you all, the people that watch this show, the people who support us. So let me tell you the cool thing about this underdog partnership, Jay, that we are going to give every anybody, anybody who signs up with the promo code WAKEUP and you deposit $10 into your underdog account, you will get one year free access. Well, I mean, it costs you $10, but one year access to our Discord channel over at Destination Devi. So all you got to do, use the promo code WAKEUP. You throw in $10, you will get access to our Discord for a year. They will match you up to $100, 100%. You put in $100, they will match you $100, and then you get the free sub to Destination Devi's Discord channel. So pretty good value. So go ahead and do this. And while we're on the show, we're going to do fast drafts. We're going to do slow graphs together. But Jay, damn it, we're going to win this million, baby. We're going to get it this year. We are going to win this million. So just excited, Jay, to be doing this uh, with you, Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code WAKEUP. We're drafting best balls every single week over here on the Wake Up Show. It'll be fun to engage with y'all. Uh, yeah, Jimbo, you can re-sign up. You could re-sign up. Just... Uh, just get your uh, other account. Get yeah, just use a different account. Yeah, use your accounts. kid. Yeah, use your use your girl, your guy, whoever, whatever your flavor is. Use their account and use the promo code. Wake up ten dollars. You get access and a to free the DD. Sub. And, yeah. and you get the access for a year. So we're excited about this with Underdog. Shout out to them. We're excited to be back here on Wake Up, and we're excited to join y'all. Uh, y'all join us on Wednesday. We're gonna do some fun stuff on Wednesday. I appreciate y'all tapping in, Jay. Uh, Let's get out of here, man, because I'm going to kick their asses over here in these drafts, man. I promise y'all. If y'all want the smoke, we'll drop the link in the chat. Before we start, we'll go mono we mono and draft this thing out. But I appreciate everybody being here. Got a super chat. Look at that promo code. Wake up. I don't I don't think that's how yes, it sir. works. I think I think you got to like put it in there, but I appreciate the super chat. Y'all have a beautiful week. We're back in the building. Let's have some fun, baby. We out of this thing. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me in the entire Destination Devi team, 
Patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now, I'm about to let y'all into my home right now so you can see my setup in my media room. You are watching this on my brand new Epson Epic Vision Ultra LS800 projector. Epson came into your boy's crib and hooked me up with this brand new projector in 120 inch silver flex screen free of charge. And I'm telling you right now, this has completely changed the way that I watch movies, that I watch sports, that I game. If you want a setup like this that takes up absolutely no space at all, there's a link in the description below. Click that or visit epson.com forward slash wake up to completely change the way that you watch sports. Go big, go epic, go Epson, baby. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's all gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.